Yo, what's poppin', man? It's your man, Dane Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Market Protocol, son. Yo, we're on the road. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not titling this, uh, you know, World War Chronicles, um, even though we are always on the road and we're always chronicling what we're doing. This is, this is, a, this is like one of those Brady Bunch episodes, a very, spe- very special episode <laughs> when, when, you know, at the end there was going to be a phone number to call in case you were molested or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is a special episode, man, because this is my man from way back. We both actually, we both started on SNL together, you know, from Mad TV, you know, from The Road, you know, from uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, him from everybody out there that's pretty much uh, jacked him and is doing a version of a, of a drunk girl. Um, he was the originator that they all borrow from. So, uh, welcome my man Jeff Richards to the Father Mother Protocol. Jeff, what's good, man? Yeah, How you doing? good to see you. Yeah, good to yeah. be here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're on the road, we're doing, um, we're doing a club. <laughs> We're doing a club in in in, uh, in DC together. We're co-headlining this weekend. My man Harris is also on the shows uh, with us. Do you have any dates you want to plug before we we get uh, rolling? I'll be at uh, Annapolis. I'll be at uh, Ramshead March 9th. Okay. And uh, I don't remember T- tastyjeff.com for tour dates. You know? All right, check out tastyjeff.com for tour dates. Um, you can catch me by the time this this will drop this week, and uh, you can catch me this week. Uh, February fourth through February tenth at the uh, at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio in Vegas, and uh, and then throughout the city you can catch me the following week um, uh, gigging on stage at a uh, at the uh, Comedy Cellar, right? the Comedy Cellar in the Village Underground throughout the week. Just uh, check their schedules, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put up some more dates. Um, I have some 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 cruise gigs popping off. So unless y'all feel like getting on a ship. I will see you on land somewhere in the near future. But I got a couple of joints, uh, you know, abroad uh, coming up. It's, it's been a nice, busy... The the first first month was real busy. Harris and I, we... <laughs> we it was, it was a cha- challenge. If y'all listened to last week's episode, um, Atlanta was definitely a challenge, but... It was great to come to D.C. and even greater to to hang out with my man Jeff because we have when was the last time we were on the road together? Nashville. Nash was in Nashville. Zanies. Yeah. What was that like? Oh five. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah, about. Oh five. Yeah. We did Zanies together, man. Damn. Wow. That was a yeah. long time. It was a long time ago. With who was who were we with? I don't remember. Catan was there. Was Catan with us? Yeah. I don't even remember. That's yeah. how long ago it's been, yeah. dude. Wow. Wow. How's you do a lot of um road stuff with Catan? I did for a little while, yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Kattan, for those that don't know, you know him from SNL uh, as Mango and Mr. Peoples and various other uh, hilarious characters. Yeah, jumped on a few of those shows. Okay. And uh, and then some with Rob Schneider, too. Right, 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 right. Um, my man Jamie Lissau yeah. goes out with him uh, now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How's I, you know what? I don't know if... I think I might have met Schneider. Uh, is it Schneider or Schneider? Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, you know what? I was confused... Schneid, uh, Rob Schneider with Roy Scheider from uh, Jaws. Right. I, I'm always because their their names both their first name starts with R O. And it would and, be funny to have seen Robert Schneider in that part. See, funny. <laughs> Rob Schneider. He's stars making his, his tea. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> so how you been? So so, okay. so listen, we always, you know, we like to get um and and I've heard this story, but it's it's always good, you know, uh on the Full Metal Protocol. You know, we have a lot of um a lot of fans of comedy, a lot of people that just um, you know, um are possibly dabbling in comedy. You have a lot of newer comics that listen and you know, we like we like getting people's people's sort of origin stories, you know, to to and then moving forward chronologically to uh you know see what makes them tick and and how they've uh you know survived and, yeah. and you know because uh entertaining is so challenging you know as as we are experiencing you know this week and we'll we'll, we'll come up to date right. with what we've had to deal with huh? specifically you jeff jeff is going through a lot let me tell you something anybody in the dc area that, that comes out this week uh, or has come has come out to see any of these shows um it, it was it was it was not an easy feat, Jeff getting here. The fact that he's giving y'all banging shows shows how much of a professional he is because they they sometimes make us work hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the morning of. Yeah, the morning to of. work hard. The morning of. The morning <laughs> you were flying out, getting your ticket. Yeah. Uh, less than less than twenty four hours. Less than twelve less, hours. Three hours. Three hours before you're supposed to fly out. Eight a.m. Is, yeah. is a challenge, man. So we'll we'll work our way up to that. And uh, and Jeff, where are you from originally? Walnut Creek, California, East Bay. East Bay, okay, okay. The the yay the yay area. Is that what the they call it? The yay area. The yeah. yay. They uh, were you big into E forty when you were coming up? Not really, no. Okay, too short. No, I'm mostly a Morrissey guy. Okay, Morrissey. Okay, I'm I'm actually familiar. I'm Morrissey probably. and uh, you know all the new wave stuff. Okay, okay. Um, uh, did you go to a lot of shows coming up? Did you go to like uh, music? Were you a big no music cat that like went to concerts? I didn't. I I mean I went to a couple concerts, but I mostly stayed in my room. Mm-hmm. And uh, that life. <laughs> you know, I did that mostly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That when you stayed in your room, at what point did you realize? Because because for those who don't know and have been living under a rock, uh, might not realize that uh, Jeff. Someone to myself is is a, a master impressionist, master mimic. Don't you hate when people say, "Hey, are you gonna do one of your um?" They don't say impression; they say um, impersonations. Impersonations, as if, as if you're you're to dress up like Cher. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's a Vegas gala. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so are you gonna do an yeah. impersonation of of? Uh, I, I love how you do yeah. an impersonation of uh, of Louis Anderson. Yeah. Are, are you gonna impersonate him? You're like, yeah. Nah, just, I'm gonna do a joke with yeah. a voice. I'm yeah. Like, I'm gonna keep these clothes on. Right. And- <laughs> I'm not gonna turn around. Remember, like that was also. See, it's, it's also dope having somebody else that does impressions because um, we're we're standups, yes. But as cats that do impressions, there's there's a language that we speak, and there are things that we experience that a lot of other people don't experience. You know, and, and that you pay attention to from someone turning around. Like I always thought that was funny when when somebody's doing an impression and they say, oh, yeah. and now, and then they turn around. They, yeah, they, yeah. They turn around 180 degrees, or 360 We gotta bring degrees. that back. That was always Let's funny. do that tonight. You do it and I'll do it. <laughs> and now, here's yeah, my yeah. such and such and you turn. And, and I was, to me, that was always funny because 
Do they think that the audience is like, wait, where'd they go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like, this is the ultimate transformation. I'm going to go away, and when you see me again, you won't. I'm going to shapeshift, yeah. But there was no Yeah, there's no, there's no. Like, at least if someone had a and pair of glasses, yeah. they'd pull the glasses and put yeah. them on. As if we couldn't see them fumbling into their pocket yeah. when they exactly. turned around. Yeah. Like, why are his arms up? Wait, where did he go? I mean, that would be really something to bring back, though. <laughs> I, I, you know, you put the thing on, you put the, you turn around, and that, you know, that might not be a bad idea. That would be, to me, the, the funny angle would goofing would be goofing on that, like, turning around and then, like, getting yes. stuff while you're turning around. Like, damn, and you hear him, like, damn, where'd I put the glasses? You know, yeah. something like, damn it, I can't, exactly. I can't channel, who wears glasses? I don't know who wears glasses. Um, and it takes forever before right, you turn around. Right, right. Hold on, guys, I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> no, not, I'll, he'll be right there. They have to start playing a bed of music underneath. <laughs> That's a funny, yeah. I mean, I'm giving someone uh, some future SNL star ideas for uh, your audition when you go in yeah. goof on the fact that you yeah. don't have your impression ready. This is something yeah. just absurdly funny um, about that. But uh, do you, do you, as a, when did you learn? Uh, uh, probably at a young age um, that that you just had that gift. I mean, I think I, you know, when I was real young, I would impersonate my uncle. Okay. And I think that's kind of where it kind of started. Really? Okay. You know, and then teachers and right. other students. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, early on, I, I think I could just do my uncle. Uh-huh. You know, I'd swear as him. Ah, uh, okay. No. Okay. In front, of, in front of your family? Uh, yeah. They but loved they, it. But they love it. They because, loved it. Okay. All right. Because he was the black sheep, too. Ah, okay. So okay. We would, uh, yeah, so... That and then teachers and then I remember Letterman was an early impression. Oh wow! Which which was um, was beautiful about that is because uh, it's someone that you do brilliantly and you do it in your act, um, but also it's someone off the beaten path. You know, not not everybody is doing, especially back when you started doing yeah. it. Nobody was doing a Letterman when you were a kid. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right, 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 and, right. And so the fact that you 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 um you keyed into uh, doing something that nobody else is doing because because let's be honest now now as as over over the years when someone sort of cracks the code on an impression whether it's uh, David Letterman Louis Anderson uh, uh, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Denzel Washington uh, Morgan Freeman you know once one person cracks the code then everybody else is like oh that's the nuance right that's the thing that they do that's that tick right and then everybody starts doing that you know with with uh, with 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 Pacino once people realize, I don't even they can who was see the what what angles to take. Right, yeah. right. So it it becomes does it become frustrating for you, someone that was doing Letterman before anyone else really was, that you crack the code, and then you see other people sort of mimicking. A lot of people won't do an impression of David Letterman; they'll do an impression of you doing right. David Letterman. But how well do they do that? Well, and that well, then, and that's, that's where you kind of yeah. go. I mean, it's not like you can take someone's impression I mean it can crack the code but mm-hmm. then how do you deliver it right. and, and what's how your, well what's the your writing That's, I feel like the writing to is, me it's all about the writing it's like the big it's like if you can get the writing mm-hmm. good enough mm-hmm. you know your impression doesn't have to be as good or right. vice versa you know right right 
Yeah. Or if you have a great if impression do, and great writing, oh, yeah. then that then that to me that's what separates you know the men from the boys, the women from the the girls. That's what separates uh like uh like uh, I, I say the women from the girls like Melissa uh and yeah. you know Melissa's amazing, but she also always had like great writing. Um, right. With the impressions that I saw her do, you right. know, when I saw her, I think on, um, I think America's Got Talent years ago, and I was like, and I remember watching, saying, and I think we had probably met each other a couple of times in the in the clubs. We we got cool doing something with Caliendo, but I remember seeing her on there. I was like, I was like, this, you're great, but this is not the right showcase right. for it because in 90 seconds or whatever limited amount of time they give you on there you don't have a lot of time to really flex your muscles right as a stand up and specifically as someone that does impressions on the show it's possible anything's possible um but just with 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 anyone i think it it always when when the writing cuz cuz i see a lot of i see i see some got some great some okay and a lot of yeah, a lot of oh, that's 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 and and because I do impressions, I'm sure you probably experience the same thing. Because you do them, you you you're watching like you, anytime you hear someone do one, you're like, all right, what are you gonna do with it? And then as, after you watch, you're like, oh, that's that's it. Yeah, because you have to do something also with the impression that makes it special right. and not just you know because it's and then the other thing to me, this is such a like such a vital thing is like. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever impression you pick, it's like, well, how how does the audience feel about that person? Right. How right. much do they care about hearing that right. that impression? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. So like, I feel like that's like, you know, some things are really strong in your act because those people are around more. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, have those impressions, but like, try to do the ones that are that people really kind of care mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, and th- those could be like. Some it's not happens been on TV for twenty years, but they're mm-hmm. like iconic and right, right. So I always find that hard to pick out the impressions that are that you're gonna that you'll do that people stage. will even know that. How right. do you even know if people know it? Right, right, right. This um, for me, I think because it's funny. I've had you know, especially doing certain rappers. That's to me. That's where the writing comes in, right? Because me, me doing an impression of a little Wayne, like everybody doesn't have an old, an old person from middle America that's white might not care to know, doesn't know who Lil Wayne is. But if I have a joke that's funny and 50% of the audience is laughing, if I get 50%, if I can get at least 50% of the audience on my side, I'm going to get another 25% of them because they're sitting around that 50% and laughter's contagious, right? So now I have 75%. So out of that 25%, I sound like that fan doing the, doing the math equation, right? Oh, <laughs> you know, you ever saw that? <laughs> like that fan, he was on the last yeah, comic stand yeah, yeah. and he did, did, he was like, you know, and so he broke like laughter down to some mathematic uh, science. I was like, well, eh, okay. But with this, it's like, if I get 50% of the audience, another 25% is going to laugh because they're surrounded by people laughing and they might not totally get it, but they're like, it's infectious. Laughter's infectious. So now that other 25%, I'm going to if I can get someone out of there that doesn't know who the heck Lil Wayne is, but I have a joke that's funny enough um, to keep them at least along for the ride, 
then after the show, I feel like I did my job. I believe I did yeah. my job. If they come up like, you know what, I have no idea who that little Wayne was, but that was funny. You know, that's yeah, exactly. a win yeah. to me. And so that's that's sort of the trade-off. They, there's some sometimes I guess you do you have any impressions that you'll that you'll do or that are amazing that you're like I don't have a I a, I don't have a joke to go with it, so I'm, well, I'm most of my most of mine don't have jokes to go with them. Okay, okay, okay. The one that uh, let's see. Well, some of them are like, yeah. I, some of them I feel like are uh, when they die. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't. It's I don't know what happens when you do. You know, it doesn't always like Tom Petty. I do. Okay. And I okay. and like sometimes they'll they'll Which is they'll, obscure, so like that you know <laughs> yeah. look at as a fan, I'm sitting here like I wanna hear it now because I'm like that's, Well it's just like uh that's funny. It always sounds like he's being restrained, you know. <laughs> Don't do like that. Don't do like that. <laughs> oh, it is funny. Okay. And uh I don't know, but uh, you know, certain impressions are like I don't know, I feel like they just yeah, unless you set them up the right way. Right. And then have a good stru- structured joke uh-huh. in there. Uh, I don't know. That's always been my kind of struggle with it. Is okay. is more of the writing. Is finding. You know, I I I believe the best uh, doing impressions. The the best impressions from from my act are when I can put them in a real life situation versus. To me, that the hack approach that most people will lean on is they and you don't do this because a you can write and b your impressions are that amazing. Um, but a lot of guys will who don't have the greatest uh, take on impression, so they'll just do what everybody else is doing. A lot of guys will do. I'll use I'll use um, Denzel as an example. Uh, number one, most people don't do an impression of Denzel, right? They do an impression of a character that he played in Training Day. Um, so they lean on, all right, all right. They this they they do all right, okay, okay, all right. They, they do the he Denzel repeats um, himself a lot. Okay, okay, I'm putting cases on. So they just talk in a in a slow measured tone, and mm-hmm. they say everything like he said it in that final scene when the when he was surrounded by all all the. Uh, Cats in the hood and oh, 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 and then they do the laugh. Yeah. All right, all right, I'm putting cases on all you bitch, right? And then everything. So that's yeah. to, and then they'll say, you know what? What if Denzel uh, was a janitor or whatever? They yeah. put and so they take him out of being Denzel Washington and put him into or put whomever whomever they're doing into some absurd. Yeah. Uh, situation that they wouldn't be in because as, as as not even a comic but just as a fan of good comedy when someone says what if uh, what if I don't know uh, Louis Anderson uh, you know worked at a record store what would that be like? And then you know they're just going to use a bunch of, they're going to use everything they've heard you do. To me, that's corny because immediately I'm thinking, well, he wouldn't work at a record store, number one, because there are no record stores anymore, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. A. And B, why would Louis, like, I'm the dude that when I'm watching a movie and something happens and everyone's moved forward, I'm like, wait, but hold up. That Remember in, um, in Misery and Kathy Bates, she was like, he didn't go over the cock 
Rebecca Duty uh, 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 Cliff because she she went to she went she watched the TV show or movie or something and the, the previous week it went over and someone allegedly died and then the next week they act like it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm the person like her that gets some. I'm essentially saying I'm a psychopath. No, um, uh, I'm saying I get stuck on that. Like, but well, why why would they yeah. be there? And, yeah. and and now you they moved on with with their set of their joke and I'm still stuck on, but why <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like I think it turns off an audience. Yeah, when it, unless you come into it real organically, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, like just setting up, making it seem just like you're having thoughts about this person, right. and then going an observation, and then you know, I mean. Jim Carrey does it awesome. Mm-hmm. Dana Carvey does it, you know, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, coming up with new impressions mm-hmm. versus characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you... Because characters sometimes, you know, a little bit easier to sell. Yeah. And because they don't... Because you're telling them about this person. Right. And and it can... And there's no right or wrong. If the, unless the audience was with you when you interacted with this person, there's no wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> if, no if, if I'm doing an impression of Morgan Freeman, I'm like, yeah, what if Morgan Freeman uh, was a janitor? What would that be like? Hey, excuse me. Um, I was hoping someone cleaned this garbage up. And they're like, yeah, well, I don't know why it sounds like that, but I'm God in, in every movie. You're like, well, that doesn't sound yeah. like it. But no. but if, if A, if I said it up, I was like, what if Gil- Gilbert Godfrey, then fine. Or if I say, I met this really crazy janitor. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this janitor. I was like, hey, man, can you clean the garbage? Oh, well, I don't. Then there's funny. Yeah. But because they can't, and then people might say, "Oh wow, that janitor sounded like Gilbert Godfrey." Yeah. But if 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 uh, if I just talk about any absurd character that I uh, that I ran into, there's no wrong, yeah. there's no wrong uh, answer because it's my experience. Yeah. You know, that's 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 um, I, uh, now that everyone's so PC and. and um, so sensitive and people are looking for trigger words. To me, it's always uh, interesting when someone uh, takes offense with someone telling a story and that story may involve someone of a, uh, a different socioeconomic class or they might be of different race. But if they're telling a story and that per- and they say, yeah, and I met this black guy, and he was like, yo, man, fuck that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yo, why does he have to sound like, because that might be the person he really met. Yeah. You can't get mad at me for for projecting, not even projecting, for me explaining how someone I really worked with or interacted yeah. with was. Yeah, I met a guy that helped me at Best Buy, uh-huh. a Latino guy, uh-huh. and uh, Hispanic. Latino, and I'm just playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he goes, you know, get the warranty, bro. <laughs> but they'll shut down on that uh-huh. sometimes. Really? Given the crowd, yeah. Yeah, people have said, I, I think also, well, you, because you're you're a white male, Right now, it's, it's even harsher for you. Yeah. Right? Because every, every day, there's some there's a white man. Like, yeah. right now, we're dealing with the guy that was in the blackface with the KKK uh, costume next to him. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I was just watching him. It was like, dude, no matter what you say, it just is bad. And as a, as a white white uh, performer, that has a white male performer, that has to be frustrating for you. Just like, oh, yeah. dude. Because intention, people lose intention yeah. and context. 
Yeah. And so when you're saying you're talking about you went to Best Buy to to get a, a new iPad or a new uh, charger for for your phone, and you say, yeah, I met this uh, this uh, guy Jose, and he was like, get, get whatever, bro. And yeah. people are like, oh, stereotypical. It's not stereotypical if that's how he he sounded, and you were in I don't know La Jolla. Yeah, also, it's whatever. like also it's like why can't I do any voice out there? Right. If the intent is not right. negative, right. you know, I'd like, you know, I do a black woman, mm-hmm. and then I say she's Asian, and uh-huh. then it's like, then they laugh at that. But right. like sometimes when I start to do it, I can just feel, you know, well, it's it funny. just got colder in the yeah, room. It's funny when you because last night when you when you went to do do uh, your joke with the sister with the black woman. I, I actually said to myself, oh, this will be interesting because I because because I had a couple of people in the audience um, that that were black women. I was like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. I wonder how they respond to this. Do, does that make you look at them like not even like directly, but do you peripherally ever check to see how they respond to it? Uh, Either consciously or something. No, I think I just. Uh, uh... No, I'm too afraid. Okay. Like, okay. I just want to do it for a little bit and okay. then see if that... Test the waters. Went. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know what I'm doing is not a bad thing. Right, right. And uh, it's just that, you know, it's like, how do they... Where do they, where do they think I'm coming from? Right, right, know? right, right. So, but th- that worked That worked out okay. That was okay. Right. Um, doing a gay voice. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, yeah. I yeah. mean, you can't really do that anymore, and, and not have everyone shut down. Right. I mean, and even if it's just a st- like, it, it, that's another one. It's a story about my friend Tony. Uh huh. And you know, Tony's homosexual, and he liked me. Yeah. Okay. And and he's like, "What do you think about me?" You know, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and I'm laughing. His is funny. I'm laughing more at the idea of someone who's your friend. Um, and I don't know if you know whether he's gay or not, but just that, if, if my friend has that voice, I'm going to presume that he's more effeminate than I am. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to think there's a possibility he's gay. So then if he says to me, what do you think about me? That automatic, that's funny to me because now you're in a position of, of awkwardness and, and, and awkward is funny. But it's also like for me and I love gay people and this is why I, some of his best friends are gay. People, I wish so. people wouldn't <laughs> shut down sometimes right. on these bits because it's like, you know, uh, you know how you react, and you know if if you know if I say the wrong thing to my gay friend, mm-hmm. you know that could end the whole relationship, um, and just walking on that line and mm-hmm. and you know having them be comfortable, right? You know, um, yeah, it's just it just it's so interesting how how they become characters too mm-hmm. like how it yeah. becomes like it just transcends you know right. it's like this is now a moment in my life right. that is you know in a different color you know a mm-hmm. different voice like right. don't you love it when you find a voice that it's like oh, oh yeah. I've never even really like yeah. a Cuban guy I just start doing a Cuban uh, guy so uh, it's like you know he brags about his son you know uh-huh. he's like this is doing really good it's doing really good it's a uh, the other day, I made a paper airplane, uh-huh. threw it out the window, went really far. <laughs> yeah, one day, it's going to be a pilot. <laughs> doing really good. It's got a big dick. 
<laughs> it wasn't seeing now here's what now I heard I, the really was funny but then you had and they might not I don't know how if this picked it up but he had a little laugh that's funny uh, that it sounds like it's something you call back on when you like, <laughs> like whatever yeah see that's funny it's the nuances man. Yeah, the nuances yeah. and that makes it it makes it more enriching it, 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 yeah. it makes it more fun yeah and you know something too it's interesting too it's like that character is Cuban uh-huh. But that's easier to get over on an, an audience mm-hmm. than the Hispanic guy because he's more cholo. So it's right, more like you right. know, it's sen- you know, it's more sensitive. Right. Well, and we're, I, mean? well like, I, I think people are the way more. I do it, you know, people are more aware of the stereotypical cholo voice than they are the only Cuban. I shouldn't say the only, but. The, the Cuban accent that we're familiar with is is uh is Pacino's terrible uh accent in Scarface. Right. Right. And so I I, I would imagine most people don't know what to associate Cuban with. They're, they're just like, oh, well, that's just a guy that has a uh, Cuban accent, similar to an Antonio Banderas. Like if you do if you do a, just a generic Spanish accent. No one's going to get upset with you, right? But when you go to Best Buy and you're dealing with a, a, a cat maybe out of East L.A. who's a cholo and he might be affiliated or not, and now, hey, 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 oh, no, he's a, you know, now people are like, oh. Right. Because I think they also attach uh, uh, a socioeconomic um, right. thing to them. Yeah. And, so, and they're like, oh, he's working in Best Buy. Oh wow! Oh, you're coming down. You're making fun of the guy. You know what I mean? So yeah. people, people. It's funny how quickly the mind works and attaches. But all if that. you did it, right, right. Now, if I do it, not that's not always, but not always. But but there is something to looking like you know, uh, you know, George Washington up there <laughs> and trying to get it across these guys. I would never say you resemble George Washington. No, but I look more like a Cloris <laughs> Leachman. Really, <laughs> to be honest, but. Uh, it is just fascinating to me, yeah, though, like yeah. what, what what you can get over on an audience, and it's just a minefield a little more these days. Is it? Do you find? Does the challenge uh, frustrate you, or does it make you want to work harder to figure out the the um, the equation that's gonna make? that cholo character win or you doing the black woman's voice win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I, I, I honestly believe you can say anything. Um, you just have to figure out. You, sometimes you just have to work a little harder to yeah. to find the right verbiage. I think so. I think so. Um, you know, and then some things just kind of go to the bottom of the list mm-hmm. of what you're going to do up there. Mm-hmm. That's okay, too. It's like, I'm not getting rid of stuff, but... I'm just kind of pushing some of the stuff that's a little harder to sell. Mm. You know, I feel like no matter what I do, um, yeah, exactly. you know, like like the, the the warranty guy. Like okay. I'm not doing that this weekend. Okay, okay. I'd rather do Jimmy Fallon a little longer. Okay, or, you know okay. what I mean. Like, okay, why not the warranty guy? I don't know. I just it just feels like it's one of those voices that right now is difficult to pull off and mm-hmm. and then you know for those who aren't familiar with the, the warranty guy oh yeah no i'm saying oh like, like, it's like, just a character uh, uh, a hispanic gentleman i met at uh, best buy mm-hmm. 
who's uh, you know is like oh you know you didn't say the I didn't catch the warranty guy so it's the same it's the cholo yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay so you're saying something like that you're like okay well here I'm not I'm not gonna do this um, here I was but even, I still have it and yeah. I'll do it somewhere else yeah uh, yeah or maybe just reformat it. okay okay like I was even thinking maybe like doing drunk girl you know the new update drunk girl and doing her doing the Hispanic guy or what so if she could be doing an impression of him that could be that's actually well here's, here's let me we're workshopping uh, Jeff's bitch right here sorry or what no that's great or what if because that's that's what friends do you you have an idea and you help each other sort of work work uh, work through it so what if you what if instead of you going to the Best Buy. What if Drunk Girl went to the Best Buy? Because now it's not you talking about it, you know, and, and now she's interacting. Exactly. Versus, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and the, her yeah. telling the story, doing the other character, right. yeah. Right. I think that would be, you know, like you're saying, you could just you just have to figure out how to, like, you know, put it in the Squeeze right form. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the work. That's, uh, you know, yeah. that's that's the work, but that's what we, uh, we're, we're wordsmiths, and, uh, and, and so, you know, to me, Sometimes it's frustrating, but sometimes I'm like, ah, right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out because point in case, um, looking the way I look, I have a joke about um, we were in Atlanta last week, a lot of black people, a lot of black women, and I think on Thursday night, or maybe a late show Friday, I was doing this bit where I talk about uh, black women in the bank. And how they're very, excuse me, and you know, and there's a lot of attitude and neck rolling, and, and you, and who, who are you? You know, and yeah. I was doing that, and I got into not a debate, but there was a, there was a table, it was a small audience, so it was Thursday night, it was a small audience, there was a birthday uh, party table, probably about uh, six to ten people, five guys, five women. And I always, I'm very, I'm very specific with my word choice, um, especially on jokes that are uh, part of the stable and on the roster. And so, and that's usually a banger. That's a, that's a joke that normally hits home. But I also know that I don't ever want, because, because I'm uh, a black male, I never want black women to think that I'm, le- that I'm hanging them out to dry, right? So I, so I, I start off by saying, you know, uh, black women, black women ain't letting nobody cut in front of the line, right? And then I, I'm very specific by saying, you know, and some sisters, and I, and I say some, and then this this woman, she was like, that ain't all of us. I said, I didn't say all of y'all. I said some. I said, I, I, I said, and and throughout throughout my set, I specifically have moments where I say these are generalizations yeah. because I don't want anybody to do that. But it's amazing that even though you you can. Give every caveat you can. Yeah. You can tell people. You can put the warning sticker. You know, it's it's almost like getting a CD, right? Yeah. Back in the days, you get a CD, but the CD's in plastic, and you're and when you get the CD and you're looking at Ghostface Killer, you might not see the because it's it's on there. You might not even pay attention to the uh, uh, adult warning uh, content label. You're just like, yo, that's Ghostface Killer. Oh, and, and you're looking at the graphics, and you just pull that that. That cellophane off of the uh, CD case, and now you're looking at the CD. But they did warn you, right? Yeah, they exactly. did warn you. I I do preface it by saying, listen, this is 
my experience, yeah. and this is what I experienced. But I'm not throwing you all out there. Yeah. I'm not saying you all. When I say, when I say, uh, 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 generally speaking, a lot of women don't like talking about their age. Well, I don't mind telling my age. I just said generally right. speaking. But they just want to hear what they want to hear, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that becomes uh, becomes very challenging. Yeah. It becomes very frustrating. And I guess that, that what separates the, uh, the the amateurs from the professionals is professionally, you don't a I don't take it personally anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago I might have taken it a lot a uh, lot more personally. Um, I also my patience is is uh, I'm patient. I think I used to be more patient, but I think I'm more patient now with people's perspectives. Because I I expect I look at uh, intention, and because I know I'm not saying something with malicious intention, intent, yeah. I don't think they're responding with malicious intent. Malicious intent. I think they're responding with emotional intent. Right. And so because because someone's giving me emotion, I'm like, okay. In order to control the entire situation in this entire space, which is really my show, right. This is now I have to become the lion tamer and calm them down to let them know and also let the rest of the audience know, yo, I'm not you are misunderstanding and misinterpreting what whatever intention you think I'm giving. So let me reassess where I'm coming from. Yeah. So that you don't mis misinterpret it, yeah, you know, and that and it, it 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 does it becomes it can become challenging and frustrating, but like I said, you're professional enough, and you say, "All right, well, you know, I'm not I'm not mad at this person." I'm getting more frustrated though. Yeah. In the keywords, you know, okay. these trigger words. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. It's these trigger words, and and you know, the whole audience will just turn off mm-hmm. because they hear one of these words. You know, I mean. You know, I, I don't know, you know, I guess you can do two things. You can, you know, go, you know, go away from that and make mm-hmm. it more safe. Mm-hmm. Or you could uh, just find out how to write around them and just, you know, put it in their mouth a certain, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a dissolvable way. I, right, right, right. Um, Sugar. I kind of, I, I to be honest with you, I'm sort of heading the direction of like, Let's just play it safe a little bit really? more, and really? yeah, because which I I can see for now. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it just it, it can really throw sets off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just I'll just stick to the really pretty much uh, white people, mm-hmm. and uh, and, and uh, but then I'll pull it out. I'll pull stuff out when I think I feel like the crowd mm-hmm. is. You know, thinker. You know, full-minded people right. that know that I'm not right. coming from any weird right. direction of. Anything. And then also, if you have, I think um, when people like you, once people like Opens you, you can, door, you, can yeah. you can say more more. And so, if you're if you're doing an hour, you know, we're co-headliners, so we're both doing about thirty-five minutes. So we both are restricted in in what. Dude, I was so annoyed last night because. My main concern on that second show, because we flip-flop, so I close the first one, Jeff closed the second one, and so I was like, I want to make sure I don't go long, because I knew I went long on this on the first show, because I I, miss, I told him, give me a, a five-minute light, as if I was doing a longer set, but um, I told him, give me the light at 30 during the, during the first show, which I was closing, and I should have told him, give me a 10-minute light, 
that way I have that much 10 minutes to land the plane. Right. So for the second show, I said, give me give me a 10 minute, like, light me at 25 so I know to get off at 35 because Jeff is, is uh, going on. So there was a guy taking pictures. There was a guy um, taking pictures. And first I looked uh, stage right and I saw... I saw the the his flash was on. I was like, is somebody recording me? But I was like, I don't have enough time to even get into that. So whatever, they're recording, so I didn't stop. Then I looked up in the sound booth, which is where they were flashing us from. So I saw the light flashing, and in my mind, I was like, that's already 25 minutes? This only felt like maybe 17 minutes. So um, at about, I'm going to say probably like 26 minutes, 26, like a couple minutes after he did that, I, I saw, I forgot the host's name. Uh, uh, John. John. So I saw you and John. I said, I said is, it, is, it, is it time? Because I didn't want to disrespect the light. He was like, no, you can go a little. So I, I kind of wrapped it up. And then when I got off, he said, yeah, you did 32 minutes. I was like, oh. I said, well, y'all let me. He was like, no, that was. And then I found that the dude was like, oh, yeah, man, I was recording. I was like, yeah, you can't do that. I, that actually pissed me off. He was, I was recording? He was recording and taking pictures. He was like, yeah, I tagged you on. I was like, I don't care about. They are doing that these yeah, days. Yeah, I'm like, though. dude. You'll I don't just want end you up to... in someone's story with all yeah, your bits. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want. Let them. Let somebody pay to come see see me live. Yeah. To, to see what I do. I don't want you posting. And, and I was so annoyed. Is that something we have to do now these days? To say yeah, something yeah, before, yeah, huh? Yeah, well, well, normally. In, normally, in, you don't have to worry about club, it. The 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 club is policing and is telling people and and they do, I think they do make announcements I I didn't listen to the entire announcement of the club but supposed to announce no no uh no still uh capture photography and no uh re- no recording but I think the guy actually worked for the club because he was up in the in the yeah that's the what I was saying what I was thinking yeah. was that you're not supposed to film the club but th- these clubs will will. Film you oh, right, for their right. promotion, yeah, I'm like, Yo. which I don't think is cool. And no, it's not. Promote, promote the show. Like, what if you're my riffing? Picture. Yeah, and it's not, you know, anything, anything, and it's not good nowadays. Anything, you, you let let me let me test it before you decide to post yeah. it. That's that's what we do. Let me test it before you post it. You know, um, going back to your history, we got we got sidetracked a bit. Oh, <laughs> so when did you realize that uh, you were funny? Because you said like you were doing your uncle, doing a person your uncle was it was it? Yeah, no, I think making you... making my parents laugh. Okay, from doing impressions. Yeah, doing of your uncle, like I'd go in front of teachers. them and do a little something. I okay. don't remember what I would do. But uh-huh. I would get in front of them. Okay, and they'd be having a little party, and then they'd gather around, and I would do a little. I remember those moments. Yeah, yeah, getting laughs. I remember like knowing they're I'm in bed, and they're they're having a little you know party with a couple people, uh-huh. and I'm in bed, and I would go into the you know and just be, do something crazy and then the whole party would laugh you know I That's remember right. those uh, early uh, moments uh, yeah uh, and when did you finally decide who who were you uh, sort of um, your comedic heroes like coming up Eddie Murphy was okay. number one right. uh, delirious right of course and uh, and uh, what, what do you think pe- people on this podcast have heard my perspective on what was it about Eddie that spoke to you Oh, I mean, the confidence, uh-huh. you know, just the ease and confidence. And there was just a bit of like an F you thing to it uh-huh. that made him like, just like, I love how cool that guy yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah. He's a rock star. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and he did impressions. And he did impressions, yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. He and characters. Do just, and it just seemed all like he was just flowing. Right. 
Um, and then Kids in the Hall. Okay. Um, SNL, but I don't remember SNL till really high school. Was that was on okay. Who who were the cast members like for when you were in, were in high school? Farley. And, okay. Uh, Spade Sandler. So like early nineties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, when did you finally? What was your first time on stage? First time on stage was uh, Rooster Teeth Feathers. Oh, wow. Sunnyvale. <laughs> Sunnyvale, California. Yeah. Rooster Teeth Feathers, named the best named yep. comedy club in the country. Or is it the worst name? Whatever. I think it's the worst, it's the worst name. Best. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was cool. Did that. and uh, How did it go? And was it... Was there wasn't it a, hardly anyone there. Was it an open mic? Uh, or a contest? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember getting really any laughs mm-hmm. and... But you just, you, you, you had been, had you been thinking for a while, you know, I really want to. Yeah, I'd always talked about it. Stage, okay. And, uh, I always talked about it and just want to try it. And then uh-huh. that didn't, it, so it didn't, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I was just so glad I did it. You okay. Know, got okay. it. Did it once. Yeah. Cause once you get, once, after that first one, yeah. you, now you got the bug. And I'm like, yeah, I got the bug. <laughs> and I, it's like. Okay, I gotta adjust like right. in such a major way, but but then the second time I went on stage was at Charlie Goodnight's. Charlie Goodnight. Wow, it was different coasts. Yep. Oh, you yep. were in school. I was in school. Okay. And uh, went over there, and well, I done a little you go, sketch UNC? comedy. Yeah, uh, yeah, UNC, UNC. Tar Hill, yeah. Dean Dome, you know the name. Yeah, yeah. UNC, yeah. Um, no, so I did a little sketch comedy, and then uh, then I went to the Charlie Goodnights and did that. And those would be those are great open mics. There would be like two hundred people there. Oh, nice! It was really nice. nice. They did, were they doing open mics as part and like they had a headliner to close I to think save so. the show. Yeah. Okay, I vaguely remember. I remember uh, doing Charlie Goodnights. Yeah, I haven't been down. There. I broke the uh, sign. Did you really? <laughs> How'd you break the sign? I I don't I remember. I think because it was glass. There, yeah. there was like neon. The sign said Charlie Goodnights, and in front of the actual words, there was actually like glass neon coming out. I think I leaned or did something, but I remember it breaking. Hilarious. <laughs> I haven't been back since. Oh well, that's. There we go. So you, so you're you're getting on stage while in college, both doing stand up and sketch. Yeah. Well, once I did the stand up, I stopped doing the sketch. Okay. Okay. But yeah. I okay. did one one show with them, and you know. Several practices, and then I was like, oh, I just wanted to stand up. You know? Okay, okay, but at least you found uh, sort of your calling, and, and at least you, um, at least you dabbled in the in the sketch, which helped later on, I'm sure, because um, you had yeah. to understand uh, how to be an ensemble uh, performer. You yeah, know, yeah. With with your your future big breaks, um, what would you did you did you take anything from the sketch world? Um, and apply it to stand-up at all? Um, I don't think, not, I mean, I guess so, like, maybe crowd work and stuff. Okay. You know, some of those games you play. Zip, zap, zoom. <laughs> yeah, this, it, some of that stuff's not really, you, know, you can't really apply that. Right. But, uh, you know, but stand-up was, uh, was, was fun, though. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, a uh, that was a good place to start, because there was no, there was no, like, well, you're, you know, you can't get distracted. You, you, right. You, it's just a comedy club and then your right. school. You know, right. not like, oh, right. there's I'm in L.A., so right. let me start going on auditions right. and get distracted. Right. And when did you, after, so after college, you go back to L.A. and you start hitting the comedy clubs? 
Yeah, after a year, I moved to a comedy store. I okay. mean, not comedy store. I moved to Hollywood and started at the comedy store. Okay. Worked on the door. Okay. And uh, doing open mics when I first got there. Mm-hmm. And um, then the store, started working the door at the store. Mm-hmm. Became a regular after, you know, a year or something. And mm-hmm. then... Got your name on the wall. Yeah, yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Who, who, who's... Uh, can you recall whose names are near yours on, on the... Wall of the Comedy Store. For those I that think don't Eddie know, Murphy's is actually. Oh, dude, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. For those that don't close, know, sorry, it's the, real close. the Comedy Store, um, the legendary uh, world famous Comedy Store on the Sunset Strip, where um, some of your favorite comics um, and some historic comics from uh, prior Jim Jim Carrey, Letterman, you know, yeah. uh, Jay Leno, uh, Robin Williams. A lot of these cats came through. And cut their teeth at the uh, at the comedy store, and historically, when you when you get passed at the store, uh, they they sign your name on the wall as if you've arrived, and now you're part of the comedy uh, comedy store family. And so Jeff is saying that his name is near Eddie Murphy's, which I which is dope, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. cool. Yeah, it's cool as I guess. I mean, that's my favorite is Eddie Murphy, uh-huh. then Jim Carrey, right. and. You know, yeah, other and people. and so when, uh, how long are you sort of trudging away in the LA comedy scene before you get, uh, you know, your first br- big break, which then went to your even bigger break? You know, yeah. I'm letting you tell your story. Oh, yeah. I'm just guiding you. Um, yeah, I got like a call. Uh, somebody recommended me for the Mad TV stand up showcase okay. to do stand up in front of. Um, the people there, yeah. Okay, and how? And, and just to give people an idea of time, how long after you uh, leaving school and you're back in LA? How much time is, has passed between you coming back to California from North Carolina? But when you get that call, yeah, I think I graduated ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that, and then I got on an S, uh, Mad TV. I guess it was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. Two thousand. Okay. Okay. And they so call about, yeah. So so about two three years later, you're you're back, which is which is uh, quick, you know, which is dope. You're you're called to do to do a stand up showcase for Mad TV. What do you recall? Your um, how much time do you have? Five minutes. Five minutes. Five yeah. minutes. Do you recall uh, some of your uh, bits or your your, yeah. your set that night? Yeah, Louis Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I think Letterman. Okay. Um, what else? Yeah, I don't. Oh, uh, Gary Busey probably. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you did. Some Busey. of those. <laughs> those are the old ones. <laughs> I'm laughing because Jeff. Jeff, I, I. I'll get to that, but Jeff uh, has some great impressions and characters, man. I was a uh, and I was and I was a fan, still a fan, but I was a fan when when we first started working together because I was like, yo, because it's a, we're boxers, and so when you see someone like, you know, if maybe you're not as good on the speed bag, but you're you're nice on the heavy bag, you see someone that's so adept that yeah. you're like, yo, that's you know, and there's a respect, there's a respect level too. So so I just as you said, Busey, I started laughing, I was smiling because I remember how good the Busey was, <clears throat> in, the, in the physicality yeah. of it, <laughs> and they and they actually did it on uh, on SNL. So so you do your showcase. Um, do you remember anybody else on the showcase with you? Uh, not the stand-up one. Okay. Um, 
Uh, now you're saying stand up, so they had a sketch audition as well. I take it. Yeah. Then the you know going to the offices and work out your. You really would work with the casting director on what I was going to do when I went to the producers. Was it and, Nicole Garcia? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'd just go back and forth for a long, not a long time, you know, mm. a couple months. Oh, wow. Okay. It took a while. They're preparing. I like, felt like I was getting an ulcer. Yeah, that's, that's a I lot. Like I felt like I was waiting for a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch how we call that back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, it was really rough. Yeah, that's a long, wow, that's it's a long time. It's like, in the whole thing is like, if you have to try that hard to get in somewhere, right. it's like if you try to... It's like you're trying to date a girl for that yeah. long. It's yeah. like by the time she says yes, it's like... You're like, I don't care. It's like, let's not even go out. Right. So I feel like that was a little bit... Of, I already masturbated. I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> right. But, I, I mean, I always feel like... I mean, now that I see it, it's like... That I realize that the most important part is the writing. Yeah. 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 Because it's, you know... And that's that was the thing at, at Mad TV and us. Now, I didn't really know how to write... Unless I was writing with someone. Mm. I could write with people. Right, right. But I never could just sit down and, and come up with... Trudge away. Right. Yeah, I feel like I... I didn't have that confidence then. Now uh-huh. I do, I feel like. Okay, but yeah. Back then, you know. Okay. And so, after a couple of months, Mad TV hires you. Yeah. And uh, are you booked for the for a season? Do they have you on a trial? Yeah, it was like a 4 of 10 or a okay. 4 of 12. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like your basic starters packet. But this is a big deal. Like, this is, and, and I'm sure oh, anybody and, at the store is like, oh, honest, just got the... No, and honestly, it was enough right there, like, mm-hmm. like for my whole life. I mean, it was right. like, I never thought I would actually get on one of those shows, right, you know? Right, right. You did, but you also, you know why you, you got on, on it? Because you didn't necessarily, I'm guessing, you didn't... Some people set out and say their dream is so. I get people all the time, man. My dream is to be on SNL. And I always feel guilty because I'm like, that wasn't my dream. My dream was just to be, be Eddie, yeah. right? Like, it was yeah. just to do what Eddie did. Yeah. And winding up on SNL was was dope because he did that. But it was so far fetched, and I didn't even yeah. know how to it's get like, to that. I'm not gonna go for the hottest girl in the room, <laughs> right. like I like you know I'll go for her friend. Right, right, that's right, like right. But when you go for a friend, she's checking you out like, oh, he's cute. And, and he's not paying attention to me. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Listen, um, we, we can talk for days. I think we're going to talk for another another good hour or so. But you know what, Jeff? Why don't, let's, let's do a second episode because otherwise, you know, I know a lot of people listen to these on their, on their treadmills. A lot of people listen on their road, road uh, trip to work or wherever. So I'm going I'm to hit y'all with, uh, with a second episode next week. You good to come back? I'd love to come back. Good. I'd love to have you, man. Um, where can people find you on your social media? Uh, Instagram at the Jeff Richards and uh, tastyjeff.com. Boom, tastyjeff.com. Y'all heard it from the man, tastyjeff.com, man. Uh, do you have clips all over online where people can see us, see us stuff? Yeah, YouTube. Boom, okay, yeah. Yo, go check out uh, Jeff, man. Funny dude, brilliant impressionist, man, and, and, and doing big teams for me. As always, you can catch my stuff at IMDNavers because that's who I am. And, uh, yo, we'll scream at y'all real soon, man. Thanks for riding with us. And uh, tune in next week for, for episode two. Two things or love, peace. <laughs>